Queen City, you look beautiful. You always do. Let's have a good time here on a Wild Take Wednesday. Send me your wild takes on a Wednesday on the FanDuel text line, 704-570-9610. Would love to hear them. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there. I mean it. Uh, you, you young couples in love. You're out there making plans. You know, you're making sure that you got a good outfit for tonight. You're trying to impress the uh, the significant other. I think Valentine's Day has some utility, mostly for young couples. For the rest of us, though, I, I just I don't know about Valentine's Day. I, we'll have the conversation later in the show, but hit us up, 704-570-9610. I, I did think, now on a day like this, um, we often have the conversation about the, the best love songs of all time. And I, I did hear Wesson Walker doing that. So I, I don't want to, you know, steal their thunder, but uh, boy, I had a list. I, I got a top five list of the greatest love songs of all time that I'm going to try to break out later in the show and smoke. I don't know if you're going to be able to relate to about 60% of it. So uh, we're going to have to wait and see. Good afternoon to you. Happy Valentine's day, Smokey. My love for you is stronger than ever. Thank you. Will you cho- 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 choose me? Weird, bro. That's a Simpsons reference. Is it really? Yeah. How did you know that rep? Which one is it? Is it a train? Choo-choo? Yeah, yeah. I choo-choo-choo-choo with the car with Lisa and uh, Ralph Wiggums. Oh, okay. Yeah, Officer Wiggums. I didn't know that. That's also the one where the famous meme where Bart's like, look, Lisa, if I can point to the exact moment where you break his heart in half. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) it's it's one of the most quotable Simpsons episodes ever. All right. No, I'm not a a Simpsons historian. I I was one of those kids that uh, there was that... That panic about the Simpsons early on where there were a lot of parents like, I'm not letting my child watch that filth. And my mom, being a protective mom, was like, yeah, I'm not letting the filth. Oh, and my kids won't watch filth either. And then, you know, slowly but surely, I, I went around her back and watched some Simpsons. And she eventually found out that it wasn't that bad. So it all worked out. Uh, we need more families to be like the Waltons and less like the Simpsons. <laughs> I wonder how many people got that. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, 704 number said, this is the National KB holiday, Mr. Blue Chew. Uh, wait till you hear the uh, the newest ads in the ad campaign oh, that God. are rolling out today and tomorrow. Um, I, I, I went to another level with the latest blue chew advertisements i mean still i think the same level of maybe maybe the same amount of you know walking up against the line but anyway i'll let you listen to them 704-570-9610 hit us up we got a lot of good stuff to get to more panthers off season today than we were able to get to yesterday uh we do have coach matt doherty in studio coming up in 35 minutes we'll talk about carolina losing to syracuse at syracuse last night um it's it's not a good loss they couldn't get stops you know, they were in the game late. Uh, it was their third conference loss. They're still 11-3 and three in the ACC. It wasn't super damaging. It might be a loss that knocks them off the top line of the bracket. But I think Joe Lenardi and ESPN were looking for a reason to do that anyway. <laughs> and, and so we'll have to wait and see on that front. But uh, it, it was a, a frustrating loss for Carolina. Syracuse shot like 63-64% from the field. Uh, Judah Mentz was getting what he wanted. I, just frustrating night for Carolina. Smoke, I think you and I both fell asleep in the second half of that game and had to catch up this morning, but I, I don't really know what to make of it because Carolina played such good defense there for a stretch uh, of about 10 to 12 games that made us think that they're a very good defensive team. And and now, I mean, is this just a, a lull? Is this just a setback? I, I'm not. Is this a night where Syracuse just got hot and that's what we chalk it up to? I mean, I, I don't want to let guys off the hook, but uh, it's Syracuse, so... I think I'm conditioned historically to not be surprised or not beat anybody up too badly for losing to Syracuse at Syracuse. I know it's not Jim Beheim's Syracuse Orange anymore, but uh, yeah, listen, you're a Duke fan. You do a pretty good job of being uh, you know, objection, or objective rather in these conversations. Carolina losing at Syracuse. How bad was it? 
Um, in in some cases, it was bad. It's not like DefCon One horrendous loss. You just lost to Louisville, but it's no, it's no it's nowhere near that. But it's still a bad loss, and especially when Carolina has the expectations you have. I mean, this is Adrian Altry's first year as head coach of Syracuse, but I I, I do think ever since they beat Duke a couple of weeks ago, it feels like North Carolina just they've reached a lull or they've rested on their laurels in some cases, even when they beat Miami, it was way too close. Like honestly, the first five minutes of that Miami game, I'm thinking, Oh, all right. Heels. They, they, they responded. They're back. Oh, Miami's coming back now. Oh, it's a whole lot closer than it needs to be. Every single game in whether it's a win or a loss is a whole lot closer than it needs to be. I thought last night they were down 12 points and they tied it at halftime. I'm like, okay, North Carolina is going to do what they did during their 10 game win streak. When they had a close game, like they did against wake forest, they're going to come back and win, but they didn't. I, I'm going to pause this conversation for a second, okay? I'm going to pause this conversation. I do want to talk about Carolina. Coach Matt Darty coming up in about 35 minutes, but we got all kind of news right now. Steve Wilkes just got fired in San Francisco. Kyle Shanahan just announced that he has relieved Steve Wilkes of his duties as the 49ers defensive coordinator. Wow, we were we were just talking about this in the studio before the show started with we were talking with Marlo and and Flounder and, and, Flounder and West. I mean, Steve Wilkes just got fired in San Francisco. What, what do we make? I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of at a loss for words right now. I really am. I'm, I'm at a loss for Steve Wilkes just lost his job after getting to the Super Bowl with that defense. Now, I'm going to get the text that say, well, you know, he inherited a, a bunch of fire breathers. I mean, the, the loaded defense and so on. But they got to the Super Bowl. I know, I know he had to move downstairs to the sideline from up in the booth about midway through the season, maybe. But like, what even is this? What, what just I, I'm astonished here. Like Kyle Shanahan lost in another big game. There are, I, I think, more than justifiable criticisms of some of his offensive play calling and decision making. Uh, Mr. Sarcastic says you didn't see this coming question mark. Oh, I'd seen some rumblings. I'd seen some rumblings. Uh, I'd seen some complaining about, you know, playing prevent defense and then, you know, too much zero blitz. And I, I'd seen a lot of things for sure, but like they, they did hold Mahomes and company. I get, wow. Um, I, I just, Steve Wilkes fired in San Francisco. He's out. Kyle Shanahan just told the press out there that he fired Steve Wilkes. Smoke, what's your immediate reaction here? Uh, well, the NFC West sure loves to use him as a scapegoat. I'll tell you that for sure. Yeah, right? I I mean, it's it's first the Cardinals. They decided to keep Steve Kime over him, which that worked. Um, and now Kyle Shanahan lets him go. Like, honestly, if you look at some of the other stuff that happened and not just this game, it does make some sense. And the fact that there was... Um, you look at the NFC Championship game and how much rushing yards they gave up in the first uh, first half yeah. in that game specifically. But then I'd also point out and say, well, look what they did to the Lions in the second half defensively. He made adjustments. I I don't know. It, it, it feels like it's scapegoating. And you can I, look, I think Kyle Shanahan's in a tremendous coach. He's done a tremendous job. But I think you got to look at yourself, man. The, the defense was not the reason you lost that game. You can say, oh, well, the, the Chiefs dropped. Look. I don't care if you can have 12 or 13 guys on the field on defense and Patrick Mahomes, I still think gets you in the field goal range. Mm -hmm. Like he's that good of a quarterback. So I don't know what to tell you. Plus last time I checked defense gave you some prime real estate to start that second half 
with that interception. And what'd you guys do with it on offense, Kyle? Diddly poo. <laughs> Diddly poo. Fine. Yeah, that. 704-570-9610. We're just reacting to the news that uh, Steve Wilkes has been fired by Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers. Um, 704 number here just said he, so, someone said, thank effing God. He took a number one defense and made them mediocre. Um, I, listen, they were not statistically anyway. You know, I, I guess what they were in some categories last year. But like as of last month, I remember seeing that the 49ers, I'm pulling up the DVOA numbers from last month. So I, I want to get all this in front of me right now because I was not expecting this news to drop to start the show. But again, we were literally just having this conversation as it started. Um, Steve Wilkes fired. Now, you know, I, I don't know if Steve Wilkes is the greatest defensive coordinator of all time. I, I also wonder, though, how Kyle Shanahan can explain this. When his team put up, what, 22 points offensively, he went away from Christian McCaffrey in key moments, felt like he was trying to make Brock Purdy the star there in the second half. Um, you know, just got, got away from what made them them. And he, he continues, the common thread of choking in big games is Kyle Shanahan. So I, I'm open to a conversation that maybe Steve Wilkes isn't the best defensive coordinator in the NFL. But like Kyle Shanahan, like wh where's the accountability there? He's the common thread. He's the through line. In several now of these big game losses. And he just fired Steve Wilkes. All right. I mean, I, I guess if that's where you want to take this. 704-570-9610. Delvis the Rock um, said Steve Wilkes got fired. Damn, that's BS. F the Niners. Uh, Hornets Ron said his defense gave up 463 yards. I mean, yeah, they did to Patrick Mahomes. Um, In five quarters. That's, well, roughly, yeah. Yeah. Give or take a few seconds. Woo. Wow. That's, that's a tough year for Steve Wilkes. Think about the last calendar year for him. He's in a, in his home city in Charlotte trying to earn the job in his home city, a place that he's coached, a place that, you know, he's he's part of the DNA of it. And he doesn't get it despite having a lot of public support. Then he ends up in San Francisco with a team that is, you know, Super Bowl caliber is the defensive coordinator gets to the Super Bowl and after they lose, he's the first one on the chopping block. Stays there a year. What a year, man. I, I also think this is just, you know, maybe that organization being spoiled with DCs. Because if you were to ask me who would I take between those three DCs uh, that they've had under Shanahan, Salah, uh, D'Amico, or Steve Wilkes, I mean, Steve would probably be the last. But I'm also, those are also three tremendous high-end level de defense coordinators we're talking about here. Sure. So I, I just wonder if it's one of those situations where they've been spoiled so much that just having a good DC compared to a really good to great DC because I think D'Amico is the best out of the bunch is I just, I don't know. No, I, I hear you. I mean, we got a, a texter here. Sam demand says you can't compare this D with last year's. They lost two of their top three defensive players, including a safety that was the best in the league. And I mean, I get that man, but you still have a defense that's got Bosa and Farrell and young and um, you know, the whole, the whole two deep in the front seven, you know, is like pro bowl caliber players. You got Drake Greenlaw, you got Fred Warner. Like I, I'm, I, I hear you. I understand your point, but they are still they're still loaded with talent, man. I mean, look, the defense their defense held Kansas City to three points in the first half. Was it three or six in the first half? I believe it was three, right? Uh, I'll yeah. double check that. Yeah, it was ten three, and then they got I think they got a field goal somewhere in the third quarter. And this is where Tim hates tanking jumps in to make his point about that. He says Steve Wilkes doesn't make adjustments. Not a shock. He isn't a big game coach. See Tampa Bay last year. 
I mean, if you're going to, Tim, you know what I'm going to say to that. You're using one game as a sample size to determine that he's not something. Um, if you're just tuning in, Steve Wilkes has been fired by Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers after one year as the defensive coordinator getting to the Super Bowl. Um, we're just we're, we're reacting to that on top of everything else that we've got planned for the show. Stay right here. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join the Mac and Bone Show Thursday. Plenty of Panther talk. J.J. Jansen joins us for his weekly segment. And we have draft talk as well. Sports Radio 92.7 WFN. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. KB and Smoke back with you here on a Wednesday. And uh, the show changed off the top. We, we still have a, a list of things on the show rundown that uh, we want to and will get to. Coach Matt Daugherty in studio here in 25 minutes. We'll talk about Carolina's loss last night at Syracuse. But we have a lot of breaking news to start the show. We've already passed along the Steve Wilkes news. Steve Wilkes has been fired by Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers after one season on the job as the defensive coordinator, taking a lot of reaction to that right now. I also saw, as we were talking in the previous segment, breaking news out of Kansas City that is the type of breaking news that I wanted to wait until the commercial break to gather some information uh, before we truly got into it. But the the news broke minutes ago. Uh, There are two gunmen and shots fired at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade uh, anyone who knows the Kansas City area, it's it's in the Union Station area of Kansas City. Uh, the police department there had sent out a warning and alert that uh, there were shots fired, urging people to get away. There are videos out now of the crowd dispersing and um, just throngs of Kansas City Chiefs fans there that are running after the shots were fired. Uh, it's reported now that there were two shooters that have been apprehended in custody. Again, this is just real-time reporting. I would urge you to recall and remember that um, some of this may change. We've seen instances like this where early reporting might not always turn out to be the, the most accurate portrayal of what's going on on the ground. But there is, uh, it's a, there's been a shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs. Super Bowl parade, two shooters reportedly, they're in custody, and according to reporting, several people shot, injured, uh, and being loaded onto stretchers right now at Kansas City. So, um, just awful news. I, there's there's not there's hardly worse news I can imagine to pass along, but that's going on right now. I mean, two offshoots of the Super Bowl, that's a terrible way to put it. That was unintentional, but, uh, you know, two byproducts of Sunday's Super Bowl uh, that we're talking about right now. Steve Wilkes being fired, obviously a lot less concerning and important than the possible loss of life, but a shooting in Kansas City uh, that we are monitoring and will continue to pass along information as it is pertinent. But um, Kansas City folks out there, I know Kansas City Steve, KC Steve listens. we got a few folks in the Kansas City area, transplanted North Carolinians, transplanted Charlotteans that listen to the show every day that uh, you know stay connected to home, that are g- giving us updates as they know them right now. So uh, we'll keep uh, watching and monitoring and pass that information along as we get it. 704-570-9610. Um, a lot of reaction coming in to the Steve Wilkes firing. I would also uh, point out this popped into our feed, courtesy of Mike K of the Charlotte Observer. 
Uh, he retweeted Dennis, El- Dennis Elman, uh, who I think might be a Philly guy, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Dennis Elman pointed out, you know, uh, that, they, that the 49ers this year were fourth in the league in defensive DVOA this season. Fourth in the NFL in defensive DVOA. Um, and he goes on to say, quote, and not that you should make these decisions based on one game, but the 49ers held Patrick Mahomes to two touchdown drives on 13 tries. One was a 16-yard field goal. The other was because he had four downs on every series because that's what Shanahan preferred. All right, so um, it paints a picture of a defense that didn't drop off the way that some people might have you believe. Now, there's another side to this story, too, and I saw that Nick Bosa had claimed they weren't at all prepared for the read option that Kansas City showed them there in the second half that, you know, in part allowed for Patrick Mahomes to run wild a little bit. Bosa saying again, the 49ers weren't prepared for the read option that the Chiefs used on the game-winning drive. Um, Obviously, I I think that's a shot at Steve Wilkes and says, and Mike Shanahan, or Kyle Shanahan, called a timeout in overtime because he didn't like a cover zero call that Steve Wilkes had sent in. Um, So, look, again, you've got some competing points of view on this but charlotte native steve wilkes has been fired after one season as the defensive coordinator of the san francisco 49ers and even if you're questioning how good a job steve wilkes did you know how good a defensive coordinator he actually is and believe me there are some people on the text line doing precisely that right now this still feels like a scapegoating i mean this feels like the second scapegoating that's occurred to steve wilkes at the hands of an nfc west team First Arizona, now San Francisco. Um, you know, some are saying, well, he didn't do as good a job as Robert Sala or D'Amico Ryans did. Okay. Um, they're top 10, I think, in total yardage, fourth in DVOA. They held the Mahomes and the Chiefs offense to three points in the first half of the Super Bowl. I mean, in this day and age in the NFL, if you hold a team, especially one led by Patrick Mahomes, to 25 points, don't you don't you think you should be – I mean – Considering, especially considering how they dominated the first half, and even Ooh, after, wow, even after Patrick Mahomes did what he did in the second half, they only had 19 points. They were also bending but not breaking, and a lot of times with Mahomes too. It's just, and and credit to Kansas City's defense, but you know, I mean, felt like San Francisco should have scored more points in the first half specifically. Yeah, Joey from Huntersville says no KB. It's not. He's not a good fit. You could see it right away. When you say you could see it right away. I, I have to ask, is there a little bit of the benefit of, of hindsight there? I know some San Francisco fans haven't loved it. Um, I mean, D'Amico Ryans was an incredible defensive coordinator there. Obviously, Robert Sala was so good, it landed him a job in New York with the Jets. But also, there's been top-end talent um, you know, on that defense. So the through line there is the talent, I guess. Maybe Steve wasn't good enough. Um, 704 number says they gave up 149 yards rushing a game in the playoffs. I, I hadn't seen the, uh, the average yet, but I knew it wasn't what the expectation of that defense is. So I, listen, Steve Wilkes is back on the market. I, I'm wondering what people think about it. 704-570-9610. Leon is up first on the phone lines. Leon, Steve Wilkes, what you got for me? Hey, I just want to say that's not Steve Wilkes' fault. They got an interception and a fumble. What more do you want them to do? I, I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you forced two turnovers in the Super Bowl. You got to feel pretty good about that. Exactly. And, you know, um, the play calling towards the end, it kind of messed it up for him for the 49ers on offense. So it was like, I don't understand this firing. Um, Charlotte Native, 
a huge Steve Wilkes fan, a huge fan of you guys' show. I just don't understand, like, how is this his fault? How can anyone blame him? I, I, I don't <sighs> – Maybe it truly isn't a fit issue. I, I'm open to that. I don't know. I don't know. Leon, I I appreciate the phone call. That's crazy, man. I, a guy gets to the suit. Like, this has to be poor fit. They don't get along. Philosophical differences. But you also would have thought those things would be hashed out in the hiring process with Steve Wilkes. I, I want to bring the news back closer to home. But Steve Wilkes is a Charlotte guy. So this deserves a conversation, right? Especially given what happened last year. Uh, if you're just tuning in, Steve Wilkes fired by the San Francisco 49ers. And unfortunately, we also have to report that there is uh, a shooting incident at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade uh, that apparently, according to reporting, was done by two shooters who are now in custody. But there also appear to be um, you know, multiple people injured and taken out on stretchers. So we are monitoring the news from Kansas City, but uh, just not good news, to say the least. 704 number, getting back to Wilkes, says, wasn't Greenlaw hurt too? Well, Greenlaw uh, ruptured his Achilles, bouncing on the sideline, getting set to go back out onto the field for a defensive possession. So I don't know, was that the second or third quarter? Second. And look, that that had an impact on the game. I know there's this. I know there's a next man up mentality, no doubt about it. But that forced guys like Fred Warner in particular to have to do things against guys like Travis Kelsey that ideally San Francisco did not want to have to do defensively. Dre Greenlaw going down was absolutely a blow. And you basically have to go in the middle of the game. And, and it's not just like, oh, you saw it happen on the field. This guy was just warming back up, trying to get his, you know, his muscles in shape just so he could get back onto the field. And boom, pops his Achilles like that. That does something to some guys. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen some of the mic'd up. You can get look on Twitter. But some of the guys on the sideline, both sides, like Patrick Mahomes looked at Matt Nagy. He's like, oh, my gosh, Greenlaw just got hurt. Like, they, they it sounded like, oh, my gosh, there's an opportunity for us. And some of the guys on the 49ers sideline were like, did he just pop his Achilles? He's like, oh, my God. You know, so you kind of get shell-shocked in some ways when you see something like that happen, especially as random as that. Like, that's the most random and gut-wrenching way to tear your, pop your Achilles, I think. For football terms. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 704 number said Wilkes defense held Kansas City to 16 points in regulation. Shanahan's offense didn't do enough to win. Again, I think this is a fascinating discussion because some people think this is absolutely justified that the Niners defense didn't come up big when they should have. They gave up too many rushing yards, this, that, and the other. But, but it depends on how you look at it, how you frame it, right? When you say it like that, hey, Wilkes defense held Kansas City to 16 points in regulation. Doesn't sound so bad, does it? It doesn't sound so bad when you put it that way, does it? No. You know, this is, wow, Steve Wilkes out in San Francisco. We're taking your thoughts, 704-570-9610. Uh, 704 number said that defense also held Pacheco to about three yards per carry. The majority of those rushing yards were Mahomes scrambling. That's the other thing. What did Mahomes run for, 66 yep. in the game? Now, listen, you can't take that out, okay? And I think it drops to like 36, 37 when you, you factor in the sack yardage, but it doesn't matter. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes, who can move, did some things with his legs that he doesn't often do against San Francisco on Sunday. I mean, I credit Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes for that. Uh, but, you know, you don't go into that game plan or that that game with a defensive game plan like you might against, let's say, Lamar Jackson, where you want to put a spy on him. right? I, I saw people complaining during the game that, well, how, why is Steve Wilkes not putting a spy on Patrick Mahomes? Well, who does? The guy beats you with his arm 99.9% of the time. This isn't like Lamar Jackson here. So as I just said that, like, I understand if, you, if, if he didn't put a spy on Lamar Jackson, okay, got it, understood. But it's, it's Patrick Mahomes. He beats everybody with his arm 99% of the time. That's what makes him so hard is because you think, oh, he's going to go to his, but he can also do his legs just as well, too. 
Mm. But it's like you can't really defend for that because you also got to be more, you know, thoughtful of his arm. That's what makes him so hard to defend. Yeah. Joey says San Francisco's talent held Kansas City to 16 points, not Steve. Okay. All right. So coaching doesn't matter. And 704 number, though, says Bosa's covering for himself for crashing down on the read option. And the timeout for the cover zero is funny. Wilkes couldn't call a timeout to stop Shanahan from trying to make Purdy a hero. I mean, that's the other thing, too. Like Steve Wilkes still has a job today. If Kyle Shanahan gives Christian McCaffrey the ball late in the game, but he probably should have, as opposed to basically asking Brock Purdy to win him the game in the Super Bowl. So, boy, this is something else. Steve Wilkes out in San Francisco again, taking your reactions. We'll take your phone calls too. Seven zero four five seven zero ninety six ten. What a what a week, man! What a week. So, what happens to Steve Wilkes next? Where does Steve Wilkes go after this? I don't know. Like, what does this do to his coaching career? He doesn't get the job in Carolina where it's, and it wasn't just us. And I want to be clear about something. I want to be clear about something. Um, You know, there are people in this audience, Panthers fans who like Steve Wilkes, but didn't want him to be the head coach here. You know, not, it wasn't, there was no uniform opinion. There wasn't a hundred percent approval of Steve Wilkes, right? But I would say the majority felt like he did what he needed to do to earn the job. On top of that, many across the league, NFL media types were also stumping for Steve Wilkes to get the job. So he doesn't, right? He's got a high Q score. People are in support of him. They want him to get the job. Then he doesn't. And then he lands in San Francisco and nearly everybody's like, good for Steve Wilkes, man. Screw the Panthers. Good for Steve Wilkes. He's going to get himself a ring. Good for Steve Wilkes. And now here we are a year later and he's been fired by San Francisco. Despite holding Kansas City to 16 in regulation, despite being fourth in DVOA, despite at the same time, though, as somebody pointed out, he gave up 150 yards rushing per game in the playoffs. Didn't get a stop when it mattered. So on and so I, I just this feels like scapegoating. Let's let's take some thoughts here. Vernon is on the phone lines. Vernon, what's going on, man? How you doing, Kyle? Uh, thanks for taking my call as always. But I, uh, the first thing I'd like to say is I don't want to talk about Steve Wilkes uh, Wilkes back to Carolina. I don't think David Tepper is smart enough, and I think Evero is doing a good enough job to where I don't think you need to mix mix minds. But one thing that I like to say is we everybody is um, making Patrick Mahomes out to be the greatest thing we've ever seen a quarterback, and I'm for one think that Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback we've ever seen. You hold him to three points. But the, the 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 wonder kid and Brock Purdy can't score touchdowns. How is that Steve Wilkes' fault? Shanahan is supposed to be an offensive genius. Can't get it done. He's blown four different 10-point leads in the playoffs to St. Louis uh, in the Super Bowl with Atlanta, last time in the Super Bowl against Kansas City, and now he's done it again this time. Like, how are we going to say that blowing leads was not on Shanahan when he has a track record of doing it? I don't get it. I hear you. Uh, th- thank you. I appreciate you, Vernon. Um, he's, he said, you know, everybody's talking about how Patrick Mahomes is the greatest thing. I'm like, whoa, where are you going with this? And then he was like, and I do too. I think. <laughs> By the way, I do too. I think he's great too. Um, which reminded me, it reminded me of something I do want to play. It's not Steve Wilkes related necessarily. But if you haven't heard this, listen to some of the 49ers defensive players on the sideline Sunday during the Super Bowl, trash talking Patrick Mahomes and claiming that he's nothing special and just a regular quarterback. Take has it away. It is long enough. It is right down the middle. 
What a big time kick by Jake Moody. It's all great. Here's the problem. Patrick Mahomes has one minute and 53 seconds to respond. Hey, let's go do it, baby. Let's go do it. Mario! He, he's just a regular guy. That, that Patrick, just a regular dude. Now, listen, if you've ever competed, you know, most of us haven't played in the Super Bowl, but if you've ever competed and, and trash-talked and been a part of a heated, high-stakes competition, you understand that to a degree, right? You're not trying to put a guy you're gonna, you, you want to beat on a pedestal. We get all that. But let me tell you how not regular he is. Since 2001, there have been 125 drives in the NFL postseason where it was at least the fourth quarter there was under a minute left to play, and the team on offense trailed by seven points or fewer at the start. These are your standard clutch moments for a football team. The do-or-die drives that win and lose critical games. Out of those 125 drives, only 40% of them saw the team on offense pull off the magic trick and get the points that they needed. 40%. Some quarterbacks are pretty good at it, like Tom Brady, who went 5-for-11 or 46% of the time, was successful in those situations. 46%. Or Drew Brees, who was 3 of 6, 50% success rate in those situations. Patrick Mahomes, 7 for 7. Perfect. In the most pressure-packed clutch situations that there are in playoff football in the NFL. He's 7 for 7 in those opportunities. That's how not regular that guy is. So I, I see people saying, well, Steve Wilkes didn't get the stop. Nobody stopped him. I guess somebody's got to be the first, but, I mean, that's grounds for firing the guy. That's crazy. If you're just tuning in, Steve Wilkes has been fired by the San Francisco 49ers. Let me squeeze in John on the phone lines real quick. John, how are you, buddy? Hey, doing good. I hope you guys are as well. Um, hey, first, uh, my thoughts and prayers are with the people in Kansas City. Um, uh, that's just horrible, um, you know, celebrating the Super Bowl and something like that happens. Um, you know, thoughts go out to those folks. But, yeah, I agree with the last caller. You know, um, Canahan is supposed to be this great offensive mind, and, you know, Wilkes, you know, keeps keeps Mahomes um, pretty much irrelevant for uh, almost three uh, And then, you know, in overtime, you you defer, or you, you take the ball. You know, it's like, um, it's a scapegoat move. Uh, you know, it's to, de- it's, it's to detract um, and steer attention away from the fact that you blew it, uh, Shanahan. It, it's just, it's ridiculous. I'm, and I'm not saying that Wilkes didn't, he didn't call the perfect game, but he did everything that you needed him to do to keep you in that ball game. And you were in that ball game. But unfortunately, you can't give Patrick Mahomes the ball with a minute and some odd uh seconds left because you know what's going to happen and that's not Steve Wilkes fault that's all on Kyle Shanahan that's all on him and he didn't do anything in that game that made him as a head coach special so I don't know how you blame Steve Wilkes for this uh it's just to me that's ridiculous thank you John appreciate the phone call Steve Wilkes has been fired in San Francisco and we've got a shooting in Kansas City at the Chiefs Super Bowl parade. Two shooters in custody right now. Uh, reports of, of several, several people who have been shot and injured and taken out on stretchers. We don't know many details right now. I'll gather what I can during the commercial break, but real quick, we'll go to smoke on the headlines. McDonald's is not new to chicken. 
So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Who is smoke? Where is smoke? <laughs> Where there's smoke, there's fire. Let's go. What you got over there? Well, got some more defensive coordinator news involving the NFL. On the other side, it's a Super Bowl. The Chiefs won the Super Bowl, and Steve Spagnolo got a contract extension to stay as a D.C. for Kansas City. Well, that makes all the sense in the world. He's the greatest defensive coordinator of all time, officially. So, yes. What else you got? All right. Speaking of D.C. news, unfortunately, one of the openings for D.C., that Steve Wilkes could have gotten if he was fired earlier is now officially filled. The Dallas Cowboys have signed Mike Zimmer as their new DC. Mike Zimmer back in Dallas. Uh, I don't hate the, the hire at all. Um, they also they, they interviewed Rex Ryan, Ron Rivera, and one other notable candidate that I'm forgetting. But I mean, they, they, they were looking at seasoned veteran experienced defensive coaches and they got one. What else you got? And finally, we mentioned earlier how North Carolina lost to Syracuse, but that wasn't the only upset in the ACC last night as Pittsburgh went into Charlottesville and got a much-needed win over Virginia. Pitt now has road wins against Duke and UVA, Kyle. All right, we'll come back. Speaking of college basketball, Carolina lost at Syracuse last night. We'll talk to former Carolina head coach Matt Doherty about it. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's Walker Mail from Weston Walker. Join us from 12 to 3. The Panther position preview continues. We'll talk about the edge rushers. Can they keep Brian Burns? All on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ emanating live from the Planet Kia Studios, the best place on the planet to buy a car. Visit them at East Independence Boulevard or online at planetkianc.com. A quick update. We started the show with a very different show rundown and agenda and set of things to discuss, but uh, news started breaking quickly. First, Steve Wilkes fired by the San Francisco 49ers after one year as their defensive coordinator and a loss in the Super Bowl. We've been discussing that, taking your reactions and your thoughts. Unfortunately, we also have to pass along a report that there has been a shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade in downtown Kansas City. Um, there's in cases like these, I would urge everybody to take the on the ground reporting with a grain of salt, simply because so much is happening. Um, and the, you know the information can be difficult to track down, nail nail down, and verify. But uh, some of the latest reporting that we're seeing is that now three shooters or three people have been apprehended by Kansas City police, and that uh, one person is apparent. This is again according to the latest reporting. One person shot and killed, as many as nine more injured at least. So, 
Um, that's what we have is the latest in Kansas City. Again, if more pertinent information comes out, we'll pass it along. But our thoughts and prayers go out to everybody in Kansas City. Now, um, let's welcome back. We pivot. We welcome back Coach Matt Darty, longtime Tar Heel, former head coach, national champ as a player, former coach of the year. He's back with us here in studio for a Monday visit here during the college hoop season. What's going on, Coach? How are hey, you? Hey, man. It's good to be back. Yeah, terrible news. Uh out of Kansas City, you know, uh, wow, uh, so sad, uh, especially after you have this high, high, and then y- you deal with that. Uh, it, it's, it's prob- you know, obviously problematic and sad. Yeah, uh, it, it's an awful story. It's, uh, it's an awful story. Now, Steve Wilkes, let, let me go there real quick, because we yeah. have no updated information in, in Kansas City. But you asked me about this when you walked in. Uh, can- Steve Wilkes fired after a year in Kansas City. What a year for him, by the way. Well, it's like I, the question I ask if like if San Francisco doesn't get their extra point blocked, is he still the coach? Like if the game doesn't go into overtime, is he still the coach? Is it because of the overtime uh, or is it more than that? Um, you know, it sure looks from the outside looking in that he's a scapegoat for the loss because they kept talking about, you know, coin tip flip. Should they have? you know, deferred, um, or should they have taken a ball first like they did and they gave it to Mahomes. Now Mahomes has four, basically you're, you have four downs. It's a totally different deal than three and out. It's like you have three downs. Now you have four downs. It's a totally different deal on the defense and on the offense because you can, you can kind of throw away, uh, you know, uh, a play, and still have three more, right? And so puts tremendous pressure on Wilkes and the defense. And Mahomes, who's, let's say, the best player on the planet in football, had the ball and a chance to win, and he did. And so, you know, there's got to be something more to this deal than than Steve Wilkes not doing a good job this year. yeah, I mean, look, fit matters. You know, if you got a guy on the on the staff who might be a pretty good coach, but you can't get along with him. You don't see eye to eye philosophically. I mean, that's probably not a tenable situation. But I, I don't know. It's just wow for a guy who you know we thought did enough to earn this job last year to not get it, end up in San Francisco. Everybody's cheering him, saying, "Good for Steve, man! Go stick it to Tep and the Panthers and get yourself a Super Bowl ring." They get to the Super Bowl. They lose because Patrick Mahomes makes a play to win the game, something he literally always does in his career. He is seven for seven in those situations now, and now he's out of a job again. Like, what does this do to his coaching career, Coach? I mean, where does Steve Wilkes even go from here? Well, who knows? I mean, you really, as if you're an owner or a head coach, if you're a head coach in the league, you know what's going on. You know, secrets don't, don't, don't. Don't stay secrets. So you know what the reputation is. You know if it was Shanahan, Wilkes, or combination of both. And then, you know, I mean, his reputation as a leader, you just witnessed it last season here in, or, you know, two seasons ago here in Carolina. Um, the players played hard for him. Players liked him. Um, I, You know, he's a likable guy. I've I went to his fundraising dinner. I met him, and that doesn't mean anything. It was a short exchange, but you you look around, he's a good man, and so it's weird the way this went down. Um, and and on top of that, all I heard during the game was praise for Tony Romo, and you see Christian McCaffrey tearing it up. And you're thinking we had both those guys in Charlotte, and so for this to happen is really. Uh, scratching my head over it. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to leave that there for now because a lot of folks want to know what you think about what happened to Carolina last night. So let's go there. Um, they lost at Syracuse, which historically speaking, like I and many other people are conditioned to see that and say, oh, well, there's no 
shame and losing to Syracuse on the road, right? I mean, right. Syracuse, for goodness sake. I would also point out, as was pointed out to me earlier today, the top 10 teams are 33 and 34 on the road this year yeah. in college basketball. So it's just kind of the, the the state of college basketball. But this is still Carolina. There's still a standard. There's you know not supposed to be excuses made when you're number seven and they're unranked, right? What happened last night? Well, I just, I think that they, there's compression, and I've said this every year. There's more compression than ever in college basketball. So you can be ranked number three in the country or seven in the country or whatever Carolina was going into the games, number seven, and you play a non, non-ranked team. That doesn't mean as much as it did 20, 30, 40 years ago because the gap is not that big. There's compression in college basketball. So let's say this. You have R.J. Davis. It's there. He's the best player on their team. He's one of the best players in the country, but he's not like an NBA all-star, you know? So let's go back to when I played there, you know, Michael Jordan, James Worthy, Sam Perkins, Kenny Smith, Brad Darty, Al Wood, like those guys were that much better than the other players when you're going number seven against an unranked team. So you can't go in and just play so-so. So I think what really gets you is the defense. 62.5%, 47% from the three for Syracuse. That's not good enough. That's not acceptable. And so you, 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 you can't give up defense travels. You know, when you play in a carrier dome, you're worried about your shooting because it's just a weird place. It's such a big place that the backgrounds are so different than what you used to. It's the defense that you should be able to count on. And they have played really good defense until late. They're getting dribbled, penetrated. And when you go against big guards, they're shooting over our smaller guards like Cadeau and R.J. Davis. So you get into the lane, you can shoot over them. And and we don't have shot blocking. Baycott is not a great shot blocker. He had one block. We had one block as a team. That's not good enough. You know, and so... Again, the margin of error. We look like we could beat anybody when we play Duke at home, but we're two and two and three in the last five games. Well, and, and to a point you made there a second ago, you know, Syracuse, it, it felt like that barrage of threes last night from Syracuse as a team, you know, maybe was what beat Carolina. But then you look at the two point shots. Um, Syracuse was 22 of 31 from two point range. Like to your point inside the three point line, they got what they wanted. They were shooting over Carolina's guards. And Carolina just never figured out how to consistently guard in that way. And and you mentioned Baycott there a second ago. That was his fourth straight double-double, 14 and 10. But he only took four shots in the second half. Like, this was a two-point game with three minutes left to go. I mean, maybe it's me. And and you're a coach. You see things differently, probably the correct way. But, you know, with three, four minutes left to go in a two-point game, how are you not telling Baycott, hey, you've got to go get yours right here? Yeah, it's hard. He's not, uh, you know, an elite athlete. You know, he gets the ball and there's no guarantee he's going to finish. Uh, he was five of nine, you know, and most of those shots are within four feet of the basket. So he's not like Brad Darty, not like Sam Perkins, that he gets the ball five feet, you know, from the basket and they're going to shoot 70%. Uh, he, he, he was stymied by the zone and I think by some of the length that – Syracuse had, even though they weren't maybe physically as big, they're still long and fairly athletic, and and he struggles to finish oversize. That zone, Red Autry uh, really started out the season playing mostly man-to-man, and 
he threw that zone out there, and it 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 kind of bothered Carolina, even though they got Cadeau in there, and Cadeau got in the middle and had seven assists. But it broke up the rhythm, and it's not as easy to get the ball inside to a big guy like Baycott against the zone as it is against a man-to-man. I'm with you. Now, I know you got to get down the hallway to see our buddy uh, Brett Winterville, so I don't want to keep you too long. But uh, real quick, texters want to know, hey, Coach Darty, how about them Hornets? What do you think about the Hornets post-trade deadline? Well, 2-0. For, yeah, I, I talked to a friend of mine who's uh, an owner. I mean, a, a, a season ticket holder, Matt Maytone, good friend, and uh and I, I got to give credit to Mitch. You know, Mitch yeah. Kupchak, I text Mitch the other night, and I said, you know, hey, listen, you know, and he says, nothing lasts forever. You know, he says, this has been planned since the summer. And Mitch set up this team for success, and the next president, the next GM, for success by making these trades. He's freed up salary, and he brought in energy players. And this is what my friend Matt Maytone said, is that when he watches the team, they play with a great sense of urgency, better energy. They're playing for each other. And when you have a guy like Grant Williams, who I never thought was going to be a, a good pro, you know, the guy wasn't a great heist. You know, he wasn't a national recruit. He's kind of wasn't a great shooter in college. But you have that type of character on the team. That's important. Because the most important thing in any organization, I say this all the time, the organizational triangle, you have talent, systems, and culture. The better systems, the better culture, the better your talent will perform. But the most important thing, culture is king. And when you have a good culture and guys bring energy every day and they play for each other, you can win a lot of games without elite talent. That's it right there. What you just said right there. I mean, it's so important, though. And people are going to hear this. Steve Clifford's coming up in an hour and 15 minutes. Hornets head coach Steve Clifford on the show an hour and five minutes from now. Um, Full disclosure, Cliff and I sat down and did this whole conversation right before the show. Sometimes we have to do that. But you will hear it at 5 o'clock. It's a man who sounds like he's got a new lease on life because he's got a a, a grown-up locker room now. Is what it feels like. I mean, he wouldn't come out and out and out say it, but you know, to your point about culture, you got pros in that locker room now. Seth Curry, Grant Williams, Davies Bertans, you know, guys who have done it, you know, they've been a part of tight, successful locker rooms, you know, many of them, and it's showing already. So uh coach, I appreciate and, you. And and don't don't discount that Curry and Williams being in their hometown, they got pride. They it don't matters. want to be embarrassed. No, it matters. You're hundred percent right. Thank you, Coach. Good to see you. We gotta let Coach get down the hallway. Hour number two is next. Sports radio ninety two seven WFNZ.